just that, uh, well, you know, Mr. Gung-Ho Christmas might have to blow away Santa. What are you doing here? I'm really not interested, okay? This will my toe. Roast my chestnut. I will. And welcome to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am Kat. And for this podcast, which is dedicated to one of our favorite television series, Supernatural, which has been going on for 12 years, we are going to be talking about all the different creatures and the lore and mythology that connected to them on this podcast. This will not be an episode-by-episode review discussing what happened in the show and all the ins and outs and points of interest. We might have a little clip, as you just heard, of Sam and Dean singing Silent Night to a... The best scene in that entire episode. Yes. So great. Absolutely. Uh, They don't get to sing that often on that show, but whenever they do, we will make sure we play Sam and Dean singing. Yes. (laughs) I think they should take up a career in that. Be great. Oh, oh yeah, totally. They should do another. <laughs> they should do another uh, musical episode. <laughs> uh, we are recording this episode on December fourth, two thousand and sixteen, and it will air the week before Christmas. So, Chris, the week of Christmas starts on the eighteenth. Uh, Christmas is on a Sunday, the twenty fifth. So, it'll air sometime then. Not exactly sure yet when, but go to www.radiohar.com. Uh, and it will be there, or you can join our Facebook group, Supernatural Creature and Lore, and that way you will have all the information from us, and when we will be posting the episode as well as the upcoming schedule through 2017. Do you have the IMDb listing of what happens in this episode for anyone not familiar with a very supernatural Christmas? Yes. Sam and Dean follow the trail of anti when victims are apparently pulled up the chimney, never to be seen again. After a a lead goes nowhere, the Winchesters learn the Anti-Claws is in fact a pair of old pagan gods who have assimilated into society and have found a new way of getting their yearly sacrifices. A flashback to Christmas Eve 1991 reveals how Sam found out for the first time what their father really did and where Dean got his gold amulet. So that's pretty much what we'll cover for the episode itself. If you, again, want an in-depth episode coverage, check out Supernatural, the Road So Far podcast. It's done by a couple of great girls that I've been on their show for, and it's a really cool show. They're currently covering season 12 as it airs. Uh, the podcast itself is up to season 7, so go check them out. It's a lot. They're a lot of fun, and they definitely enjoy what they do. What we're going to be discussing in this episode and every subsequent episode is uh, a little bit of factoids about the monsters. And this one happens to be the pagan gods of the winter solstice and Krampus. Now, Krampus doesn't appear in this episode, but they do mention him. There is some famous artwork of Krampus that shows up. And Sam and Dean then fight an elderly couple who are basically um, suburban pagan gods. Yeah. What's the name of the creature that Eric Kripke finds? Old Nikar. Old Nikar. And that actually, that creature actually doesn't. There's no real legend about that one. I guess 
they just completely made that up, but... Yeah, in the uh, Supernatural Season 3 episode guide, Eric Kripke says, The things our research bore out were fascinating. The god that we ended up finding was holding the car, the pagan god who travels by flying sled, wears red fur with wears red with fur trim, comes over the winter solstice, and evergreens were used to worship him. There is just only a hop, skip, and a jump to Old Nick. Neither one of us could find anything on Old Nakar other than Supernatural-related websites. There is nothing. Nothing. But we found a whole bunch of stuff about other winter gods and yes. what we need to do to appease them. <laughs> and all the Scandinavian lore, because apparently they find Christmas scary. Yes. And a bunch of information on Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you know Krampus predates Christianity? Uh, or like the, 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 the Christian belief of Santa Claus and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's like a few hundred years older than Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and, and in fact, they actually take stuff from Krampus and give it to Santa Claus to create the uh, Hallmark card mall, you know, character that we know and love. Mm-hmm. The uh, the whole thing about naughty and nice and the coal that all came from Krampus. I don't think Santa Claus though abducted the naughty children like Krampus did and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it does go back, like, this legend does go back, like, very, very far. I found, like, yeah, stuff earlier than Jesus Christ, basically. And Sam points out to Dean that Jesus was probably born in the, in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I've had arguments with uh, very uh, with a couple of um, uh, church-going friends of mine about that because if if scientists can predict where the North Star was like a couple like in a couple of weeks, can't they predict where it was two thousand sixteen years ago? Would that say <laughs> that the North Star was like over the sky for like the fall, making Sam's point kind of like more valid? I think that's like the same with like a lot of holidays like based on like christian events like i don't think easter was really in the spring either no definitely not yeah yeah that i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty i'm sure pretty sure it wasn't there have been like many different uh versions of the krampus recently that have come up in more recent years it was just kind of sad in this episode we don't actually get to see a uh a krampus like creature which is a uh kind of a goat man looking thing yeah you would think since that's like one of like the most famous monsters and like legends around Christmas that like they would have that for their one Christmas episode. Yeah, I mean, it just made a bit a matter of the budget and what they can't do. So um, they have the one scene where he comes flying out of the chimney to uh, walks past the kid, kidnaps the dad, hits yeah. the mom, and then eats the cookies on the way out. I kind of thought that's what we were gonna get, but no. Me too. <laughs> Uh, in the Krampus movie that came out last year, uh, we don't get to see the Krampus until, like, the end of the movie. Uh, pretty much when uh, the grandmother shoes her family, locks herself in the house, locking her family outside to sacrifice herself as they know the Krampus is on the roof and coming down the chimney. And he, like, breaks himself down the chimney and then, like, appears and he's got this, like, hulking-looking body with the giant horns and these huge claws and the red coat and the fur mm-hmm. and the boots and he's got cloven feet. And he, like, extends his hand out to the, to, to the old woman who was the only one to escape the village massacre that she accidentally caused when uh, she was being picked on as a little girl for believing in Santa Claus. And she didn't feel as though, like, Santa or God was going to save her. So she, you know, she invoked the spirit of the Krampus and it came down and wiped out her village. And mm-hmm. she escaped from it. And many, many, many years later, in 2015 or whenever the movie takes place, Krampus has come back to collect it's a very kind of like, wow, Santa is 
definitely not here kind of moment as it just comes like just ripping the walls apart coming down the chimney. Yeah. What did you find out about some of the uh, winter gods that we could talk about? Winter gods. Well, hang on. The one I found the most about was um, Fra Perchta, which it's not a Greek god. It's actually from German mythology. Wow, Scandinavian people have such creepy stories. Um, Tell us a story. Yes. So we will all sit here with our eggnog and our and our <laughs> mead. So mead eggnog. Um, mm. <laughs> so there's two versions of her. There's Perchta, and then there's Fra Perchta. Fra Perchta is like the evil monster version of her. The original is like the other. The Perchta is more. She's like the god of earth, of nature, and stuff like that. Like. Mm-hmm. And one of the Greek, like, nature gods, something like that. And so Perchta is the goddess of vegetation and fertility. And Fra Perchta is uh, the evil version of her that comes around more around Christmas time. So if you're good, for the good children, they get a silver coin. But if they're bad, then Fra Perchta will come and drag them into the woods and slit open their stomachs. Can you tell what I was saying when I said these Scandinavian people have very creepy stories? Do we have do we can we describe to the listening audience uh since we're not on YouTube what these things look like are their pictures? Uh just picture sort of like a witch-like person with like green skin just like in the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, but more I don't know, creepier. <laughs> okay, so like the witch from the movie The Witch but green skin, yes, like yes. the witch from the that witch is a perfect Oz. description. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Did I, you see the witch? Hmm? Did you see the witch? No. You should totally watch the witch by the time we get to witches, which I don't know is it covered in season one. I think that's season two. They find witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally worth checking out. Creepy as hell. Yes. <laughs> the other one. The other one. That was like. I guess the only like goddess there's just many other like creatures that aren't necessarily like pagan gods they're just these creatures that come around Christmas time in the episode we basically find out that the pagan gods don't don't find that Jesus guy uh, fascinating isn't that how like Ma pagan god the the female pagan god puts it and she's like Mm -hmm. then this Jesus guy shows up and he's the new thing in town yeah (laughs) They've lost most of their worshippers, which uh, drain their powers, and they're still powerful enough to carve you up like Christmas turkey. Just don't mistake meadow sweet for mistletoe, and you should be fine. Okay, so that was the the other thing I was trying to find, meadow sweet. Did mm-hmm. you find anything on meadow sweet? Meadow sweet. I found a little bit, not too much. It's more like, oh, I guess a lot of people in the past have used it like as an herb to like help with healing and it was just it helps with all different sorts of like problems that someone might have like i don't know just they like people would use it for like headaches and different things i don't i don't really remember much about meadowsweet what's funny is that there's an entire meadowsweet uh restaurant in new york city that you can go to i wonder if they put meadowsweet and everything <laughs> meadowsweet seems to be like a white greenish flower and there is no indication that it's made into christmas trees grown in most of europe and western asia not to be found in the united states outside of a nursery Hmm. so wherever the gods got it from they had to had enough of it to pass out those wreaths to everybody some of the yule time pagan winter gods that i came up with 
While being mostly the pagans who celebrate the Yule holiday today, nearly all the cultures and faiths have some sort of winter uh, solstice celebration or festival. Because of the themes of endless birth, life, death, and rebirth, the time of the solstice is often associated with deities and other legendary figures, no matter which paths you follow. Chances are good that one of your gods or goddesses has a winter solstice connection. And this great website I found, PaganWiccan.com, goes into a long list of the different gods. Now, I'm not going to go into, like, what all of them are, unless some of them are kind of more well-known. But uh, for the Greek, there's Alcyon, who's a kingfisher god. And a lot of these I'm most likely going to butcher the names of. There's Amaratusu, who's a Japanese winter god. Uh, there's uh, Bald, uh, there's Balder the Brave, who you might know as uh, having shown up in two Thor movies and probably be in the third Thor movie. He is one of the compatriots of Thor. Bona Dei is a Roman fertility god. Kalitich Bahur is a Celtic Scottish god. Demeter is another Greek god. Fra Hula, Hula, is that the one that you mentioned? The Norse god? Yes. Okay. And by the way, Odin also has a lot of winter solstice uh, connections. The, the the king of the gods. He would come down on a sled drawn by two white reindeer. That's where we got the reindeer from. And deliver presents to all the people who worshipped him throughout the year. Probably also a sacrifice or two. But he would uh, deliver presents to all of the good people of uh, the who worshipped Norse mythology way back when. So since we're talking about Greek gods right now, okay. um, actually while I was doing some research about the whole Nikar thing, so there's nothing connected to like a character like what they were talking about in the show. From what I could find about like legends about gods or goddesses or creatures called Hold Nikar, it stems from the Greek god Poseidon. It was later changed to Nikar, which means sailor. So it Holdnikar in like Greek mythology is more like of a god of like the seas of sailing. So I thought that was interesting, but it's the one from the episode is just not connected to that at all. If uh if you'd gone to Salem this weekend, they were doing um they kicked off their uh, Krampus celebration. It was a uh, multi uh tavern Krampus hopping. And they had the uh, the Krampus uh, guy in a Krampus costume leading the parade through Salem. <laughs> as you could go to all the different uh, stores in Salem that were having sales, and they would stop by a lot of the local taverns for some uh, Yuletide uh, drink of choice uh, for for the season. But uh, we're both living in Massachusetts, and in our backyard is Salem, Massachusetts. Coming up soon, they'll be celebrating their winter solstice as well. It gets kind of crazy here, uh, like four times a year in uh, in Salem, Massachusetts. If you're ever visiting the area, uh, the different uh, season season solstices season solstices uh, are usually when Salem can get kind of uh, crazy and big. Obviously, October being the biggest one, uh, but that one's in that the fall solstice is in September. But if you ever have a chance to come out to Salem, Massachusetts, please do, especially around Halloween. I went I there in September before the crowds of Halloween. Oh, what, I recommend what, going there because it's much less crowded in absolutely. September. Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, okay, so there's a couple more gods. There is Saturn, Ro- the Roman god Saturn. Every December, the Romans threw a week-long celebration of debauchery and fun called Saturnella in, hon- in honor of their agriculture god Saturn. Roles were reversed and slaves became the masters, at least temporary. This is where the tradition of the uh, Lord of Misrule originated. 
There's the Hoppy Festival, which I have never heard of, and the Spider-Woman God. Yeah, of the winter solstice and honors the spider woman and the hawk maidens and celebrates the sun's victory over winter's darkness. Okay, well, that makes sense. There were so many more gods and creatures than I ever thought possible in the winter solstice. Uh, The two that appear in the episode don't really have any kind of like set part of the world that they're from. They just happen to mention the whole thing about disliking Jesus and Christ yeah. because that absurd all their believers into worshiping them. And they used to take like hundreds of tributes. And that was a big thing way back in the day is that human sacrifice was, was as common as mailing a card or something. Yeah. They mentioned in the episode, like the pagan gods mentioned that like, Back in their day, plenty of boys would be willing to take their place as the sacrifice. To give them, because uh, they point out in the episode, the um, there's uh, there's no snow. They're in Michigan. Mm-hmm. In Michigan, it's like Massachusetts. We get snow a lot, especially in December sometimes. Lately, it's been kind of dry. But uh, in Michigan, they get a lot of snow. And the fact that they have no snow on the ground, and it's like Dean points out, I think like in the 50s or something like that, that's extremely rare. So that means that they got a couple sacrifices to make the snow go away. Um, they don't get the sacrifices, then they'll make it snow and, and give us a you know a tremendously bad blizzard. Yeah. In the Krampus movie, uh, the uh, the 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 older sis the older sister goes out to uh, wants to go see her boyfriend, and she escapes from the house. And as she's walking through her neighborhood, every house is caked in in ice and and and, and uh, snow. And she realizes there's something really strange going on. Massachusetts every winter. What's strange about that? <laughs> well, actually, what's funny is that they filmed that episode. They filmed that whole movie in. Uh, um, New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the entire, all of the neighborhoods uh, were just uh, the front pieces of, the, all they did was build the front pieces of houses, except for the one that they had to go into. Uh, so it's all done on a soundstage. So she's actually walking down a soundstage with uh, front pieces of houses. So it looks like, and then they just cake the front piece of houses with the material that they can only describe as the same stuff that you find inside a diaper. It's a super absorbent material that they pumped into this place to look like snow. So I keep mentioning the Krampus. Uh, as I described him being a half-goat, half-man, he's more half-goat, half-demon, and he is a complete contrast of Santa Claus, whereas Santa Claus is good, Krampus is bad. There are, like, hundreds of books with uh, all sorts of different Krampus lore out there that you can find and probably check out. If you do if you do happen to just Google Krampus, you're going to come up with a lot of movie links because there are no more, no less than, like, six Krampus movies out there that are just a little bit ridiculous with their betrayal of what Krampus is. Some of them turn Krampus into, like, a pumpkinhead-style creature. What? (laughs) Yeah. But on this show, Supernatural, I totally... They could, you know, do something better with Krampus. I mean, it is summoned by somebody who's... It seems like in all the movies, it's always summoned by somebody who's disgruntled with Christmas. Yeah. The lore on Krampus doesn't really say how to summon a Krampus. Like, you mm-hmm. would, like, cast a spell or go to a crossroads and make a deal to get Crowley to show up or something. Typically, from what I've seen looking at it, it's he usually comes when there's someone, like, being naughty. Like, people are... He usually takes the place of doing the punishment for Santa. Correct. So it's always somebody who's bad. So there's somebody bad in your life. Krampus is kind of like Christmas Punisher. 
<laughs> so he'll come around for the holiday season like the Punisher would Frank Castle go watch season 2 of Daredevil if you want to learn more about who he is and uh, doing away with the wicked usually also anybody who's even a little naughty it seems and uh, he definitely always targets children uh, more than adults yeah in the movies he'll target pretty much anybody uh, mm-hmm. there was Krampus the Reckoning and that had like a CGI Krampus in it it looked awful uh, that's your stereotypical kind of horror movie it, I think that was a Another script that they decided to add Krampus to it, which made it made a lot more sense. A kid wants to uh, stay up and watch some Christmas special, but mom's got the new boyfriend over, and so she's trying to get him to bed so they can do what adults would do. And then the Krampus shows up and uh, kills the mom, kills the boyfriend, and then lets the kid live. So it's like a slasher. It's almost like a slasher movie where Jason would show up and kill the couple after they've had sex. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes this kind of like detective story through the rest of the movie is they can't figure out what uh has like burned these people and krampus just like pops up in this very awful like way that looks like something out of a playstation 2 video game and then disappears for the rest of the movie he doesn't do anything other than like snarling and looking really god-awful cgi yeah uh then there was like two additional krampus films where he the production value was a little bit bigger and krampus wasn't so much a cgi playstation 2 nightmare um but still more of the, like, summoning Krampus to do what you want it kind of thing. Um, the girl who summons the Krampus in um, Krampus the Reckoning actually uses what, some, what looks like a voodoo doll. And, yeah, and the Krampus on the voodoo doll looks kind of like the Krampus from the 1900s greeting cards where it says greetings from the Krampus. The, the uh, Ellen. That's frightening. If you look up, if you uh, if you're listening, Google uh, "greetings from the Krampus" and you'll see a picture of Krampus stuffing children into a wicker basket. It's that very is the original, most famous uh, picture of the Krampus that was used on greeting cards in the 1900s. Oh wow! Yeah. I actually had an idea for a Krampus uh, st- uh, story. Are you familiar with Elf on the Shelf? Yes. Me and a friend of mine were going to do Krampus on the Shelf, and we're going to call it an Elf on the Shelf parody. So Krampus, we were going to like get like a prototype doll, write a story, illustrate it, and the Krampus was going to sit on the shelf, and there were going to be pieces of Elf on the Shelf around him. <laughs> and we were like, this could make millions. Just, I don't want anything on the shelf. And then we can have our own Krampus Christmas special and Krampus cereal box, you know, with like all sorts of like little like like the Captain Crunch cereal box. I've really put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much it for the episode of Supernatural that I can think of in terms of any lore mythology. Yeah, and just those very non-specific pagan gods. Yeah, they very when Sam's mentioning Krampus, he very briefly mentions. Um, other like monsters from Christmas, like Bell's Nickel and Black Peter and stuff like that. Black Peter, who is yeah. Black Peter? Uh it's a very um, racist character, I guess. In um, in like once again Scandinavian lore. What is with the Scandinavians? I don't know. Okay, if you're Scandinavian, you're listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment in the section below about your. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your wackadoodle beliefs and stuff like that because i i don't know i know a few people who are scandinavian or have scandinavian blood in them and i don't think they're uh uh I, I, it, it's a more recent kind of um worshiping of the uh the bad gods i have scandinavian blood in me i think i think a lot of us if we're from european have scandinavian blood in us. <laughs> <laughs> um is that what you guys do 
when you go home, do you do you enact these Christmas Scandinavian rituals? Oh yeah, every time. You do? Yeah, okay, all, all right. Time. Great. All right. <laughs> so mom's gonna come with us, come with you every single time we do one of these recordings because I can't be left alone in the studio with you because you might sacrifice me to some pagan god. Possibly. Possibly. Um, the, the the pagan gods in the episode were Edward Kerrigan and Matt Madge 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 Kerrigan. Yeah. Um, played by Spencer Garrett and Marilyn Gann. Uh, Spencer Garrett. Spencer Garrett has a long uh, career in uh, doing in, in film such as Air Force One, Thank You for Smoking, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, Yes Man, and many more movies. And Madge Carbon, played by Marilyn Gavin, uh, has appeared in 2012, Everwood, It, Smallville, and has had a long career mostly in what looks like television. So as we were just talking about with the Scandinavian lore. There's lots of different creatures coming from, like, Scandinavian legends, such as Tomte, which is of Swedish origin. And that's... The Tomte is described as an older little man about the size of a young child. He wears old, often ragged clothes, usually gray or navy, and sports a bright red cap on his head. And from what I've read, he's usually depicted as, like, this nice old man who, like, helps people around their house, but if you anger him, he has, like, a very, very bad temper, and he, like, hurts people. So, another heartwarming Scandinavian story. So he's like the Hulk, but shorter. Very tiny. <laughs> very tiny Hulk. Very tiny Hulk. Yes. Okay. And then there's Gorilla, which I thought was very A gorilla creepy. or Gorilla? Gorilla. Gorilla, okay. Yeah, which is an old woman who... I guess looks sort of like um, Fra Perchta, as we talked about earlier. Okay, like a witch. So, yeah, so like a witch. And um, she is the mother of the 13 Yule Lads, which are these like dwarf-like guys. Like, think Snow White, but evil. Oh. Snow White dwarves, but evil. And they basically like get into lots of mischief around Christmas time and like, hurt people and, like, like do pranks and stuff like that, like, harmful pranks. Gorilla isn't as, like, I guess, comedic as them. She's okay. more, she's more, like, old witch, lives in the forest, eats naughty children for breakfast type of person. So Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Okay. And she has a pet cat. Oh, that's the, right up your alley. Yes. So this the, is who you'll become one day. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're going to live in the woods eating children with your pet cats. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the cat's called the Yule Cat, and it's a very frightening cat. It Basically, what happens is on Christmas in the legends, the children would have to... Don't put this on any college application, by the way. I will not (laughs) put this on any college application. (laughs) One day I want to grow up and live in the woods and eat children and live with my cats. That's my future. (laughs) And you put this, like, (laughs) photo of you on here, like... (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah for for most of these legends there's some way that you can avoid getting killed by these creatures oh yeah that's the one thing we forgot to mention is like the how they kill the the pagan gods but uh, 
a lot of the lore I read online and uh, any books that I own, I own a lot of books on mythology and creatures. And uh, there was an entire time life encyclopedias that you could buy in the 80s that were filled with like UFOs and ghosts and stuff like that. Everyone had them. They were always so cool. And everywhere you saw them, that you always wanted to read them. But I couldn't find anything on how to kill a pagan god on the internet. (laughs) But Sam makes it look so easy. He's just like, oh, gee, this is how you kill a pagan god. It's right here on Google. There we go. Right on Wikipedia. <laughs> Who's putting that on Wikipedia? Was it Bobby before he died? Was it was it Garth? <laughs> but um, what I was saying with the Yule Cat is with most of these legends, there's a way you can avoid getting killed. But with the cat, you can't avoid getting killed. It sounds like you just got to be good. <laughs> no, you can't avoid getting killed by being good or bad. I oh. guess it's very, very strange. Again, with the Scandinavians, what what is with you people? The- Did you ever see the Wicker Man? Was the Wicker Man Scandinavia? I don't know. Probably. But in the Wicker Man, you couldn't avoid being a sacrifice. And like the in the original, yeah. you're going. The cop goes to the island to find uh, a missing girl. Um, and um, Christopher Lee, who's the leader of this cult, says, you know, basically they, they hobble him, breaking his legs, and then they put him in the Wicker Man, and he's a sacrifice to their pagan god so they can have a good uh, harvest. Kind of like the Scarecrow episode we'll get to eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the remake, it's it's basically the same thing. Nicolas Cage goes to an island to try and find uh, a little girl who he finds out later on is actually his illegitimate daughter with his ex-girlfriend who's living there on the island, and all the men are kind of like very like, mm, because the women run the island, and they hobble him and stick him in the thing to sacrifice him as the Wicker Man. You find out the Wicker Man is the main character. That's the sacrifice. The Wicker Man is a sacrifice giant Wicker Man that they stick somebody inside. Wow. Uh, the original was Gregory Peck, and then the remake was Nicolas Cage. One of the most ridiculous Nicolas Cage movies ever made. If you ever want to see Nicolas Cage dress up in a bear costume and sock a woman in the face... <laughs> It's a, it's one of the most famous that and the other one where he's got the he's also allergic to bees and they stick a cage of bees on his head and Why? he starts screaming out, Oh my god, the bees, they're stinging me and it's a famous <laughs> Nicolas Cage meme, as well as the one where he's in a bear costume punching a woman in the face Why? running through the field. <laughs> She deserves it, though, because she's the leader of this cult who's going to sacrifice him. But maybe they're going to sacrifice him because of the fact he punched her in the face. I don't know. You can't escape being killed by being good. Okay. Or, yeah. What about being pure? Yeah. uh, The way to avoid it, there is one way. But I just don't understand these Scandinavian legends. They're like, you have to display new clothes that you got for Christmas. You will only not get killed if you got new clothes for Christmas and you show that off. I guess these Scandinavian people just really wanted new clothes for Christmas, but... What? Uh, <laughs> okay, so do you display them on the bed? Do you stay in the room while she shows up and looks at her your clothes? It wasn't very clear on that. Do the price tags have to stay on the clothes? I assume so. I don't I don't know. Okay. They, they just said, you need new clothes. So, okay. <laughs> I guess they were in need of new clothes. Does that include then. like socks and underwear too? Yes. Oh, okay. All, I just want to make sure if your vegetables need are, to be on Are you display. getting new clothes for Christmas this year? Sometimes I get a sweater. Sometimes I get a tie. Okay. Does that be every piece of new clothes? No, just one piece of new clothes. Oh, one piece. Saved. Okay. That's why I haven't been killed yet. Oh, okay. So it could be the god awful pair of socks that I get sometimes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Then that's fine because I sometimes get a crappy pair of socks. Or me being a dad, I get a tie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's just oddly strange. It's so bizarre. <laughs>
Well, I think that pretty much wraps up a very supernatural Christmas for our preview episode of Supernatural's Creatures and Lore. We got a little bit silly, but yes. uh, sometimes um, we will uh, be going into maybe an hour. Sometimes it will be under an hour for anyone, for everyone listening. It all depends on what's going to be covered in the episode. Um, there will be episodes of Supernatural that we will probably skip due to the repeat of the creature itself. Um, We're not going to mention the same demon over and over again. No, but we might save information for another episode that's going to have a demon in it to talk about. Like, um, like I looked up later, there is a demon called Azazel, or yes. which is the yellow-eyed demon. Yes. And then there was Azrael, which was the demon that was torturing Dean, I believe, right? When he went to hell? I think so. <laughs> okay. And uh, actually, right here on Main Street, we have our own uh, uh, kind of witch shop, pagan witch shop. I could always go to for information before we record. It's mm-hmm. actually right down the street. Um, but and thankfully, we both live in Massachusetts where we have Salem in our backyard. So they're just a phone call away to pick up and be like, hey, we're doing this thing and I need some information about this thing. Can you give us a hand? Yeah. So that will definitely be great. Um, we uh, will eventually cover, you know, everyone's favorite creature of all time seems to be vampires. There's enough movie and television series made about them. And uh, did you know that you live in the backyard of the first American vampire? I did not know that. Yes, she's buried in Exeter, Rhode Island. Her name is Mercy Brown. And a lot of the things about her were what Bram Stoker used to create Dracula. Wow. Yeah. A little history lesson. Interesting. Yeah. So when we get to vampires eventually, which I think is season two... We'll uh, maybe take a trip to Exeter, Rhode Island, which will probably be like a year. Field trip. Yes, totally a field trip. There, she's got a tombstone and everything there. It's it's pretty great. Wow. So, yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Little bit of a history lesson. Well, thank you, Katrina, for joining me for this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And don't forget, everyone, come to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group uh asked to join and you can join us there you can find all of our tweets at chris dsav on twitter and and follow us on twitter at supernatural creature lore i had to improvise with that username that's fine and you can also follow me on twitter at cat loves cats 15 and you also have a youtube page where you do yes great I do. videos yeah my my quality ch- content there but um yeah you can follow me on youtube at cat loves cats and you can follow me on YouTube as well at Radio of Horror, where you can listen to all of my interviews from my other show, which is Dr. Chris's Radio of Horror, New England's longest-running horror-themed radio show since 2007, which is when this episode aired. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but don't forget to check us out on our site as well, which is RadioHorror.com and RadioHorror.wordpress.com. A lot of links there, but they're pretty much all encompassed under the site itself. So <laughs> thanks, everyone. Tune in in two weeks for our very first episode the pilot of supernatural the woman in white hooray merry christmas cat merry christmas <laughs>